Billy Goff, man. Appreciate the time. Got a big fight coming up March 13th at Bellator 241. But before we get into all of that, let's talk about, you know, your first year as a professional, 2019. Last year, uh, you had four fights. Could you break down, you know, what what it was like? Yeah, it was. Um, <clears throat> so I fought, I fought six times as an amateur as well. And that was within um, uh, about a year as well. So I've been quite active throughout all of my career. Um, so it was just kind of back to back to back. And it kind of felt good because the cardio stayed up there, the diet, everything just stayed the same all the way through. So I was just fortunate enough not to have any injuries in between. Um, but it also, like, it makes me happy that I'm able to do that. Like, most people have to take six months off, eight months here and there. Um, but I moved, I'm, I kept turning around. I kept coming back. Um, the first year, the first two were great. Um, the next two, I, I not super happy with my performance. Um, and I wasn't in the greatest mind frame at the time. So I probably, it probably would have been best for me, would have been best for me if I had taken more time. But I mean, that's life. So yeah, opportunities come, right? A lot of guys, they yeah. sit, like you said, they sit out for like six months, eight months without any fights, without any opportunities. So you just snatch those up while they came along, right? Yeah. I think my shortest um, uh, break in between a fight was uh, a month. I um, fought in, uh, the, I think I fought in March and then fought in April. So that was like a month turnaround was, I was just fortunate enough not to get hurt. Like it was a quick fight. I think that was when I was amateur though. So no elbows I, getting thrown. <laughs> I will. Your last fight, let's get into that. You know, cage Titans last September, the fight was stopped due to a cut kind of premature, right? Um, so it, the, I'm not happy with the, the reason the doctor stopped it. Um, there was a good reason for it to be stopped. It just wasn't their reason. They had told me that um, my skull was exposed um, and I could get a bone infection. Um, but it wasn't in my, the blood wasn't in my eye, so it wasn't impairing me at all. But then when I went and got my stitches done, the lady said that <clears throat> the bone was not, my skull was not exposed. So that made no sense then. Um, but there was an artery and a vein exposed. Um, and so, if I had gotten that hit again, they could have popped and I could have been in trauma surgery. So I guess kind of it was a good idea that they stopped it. Yeah, definitely, so definitely a good idea. So, um, but I wasn't happy with it. Definitely not at the time. Um, like when they were talking to me and like as soon as it happened and they were pulling me to the corner and the doctors came in, it was like, oh man, like I didn't know how bad it was. I knew there was a lot of blood, um, but I didn't, it, I didn't, like I didn't feel it. It was just a lot of adrenaline rushing, so I didn't know how bad it was. But, yeah. So, but doctors do the best they can. So, how long did it take for you to get that cut back to normal? You know, your head is normal. You could get back to training. Yeah, so um, this is um, – it's healed now. It's hard to see. Um, but it, um, I think it took probably um, – because they told me – I couldn't work out for like a week because um, if the sweat, the skin will stretch and it'll make the scar heal a lot worse. Um, and then it took a month till I can start really going hard again. Um, and then eventually then I could, I think it was like two months I could get hit. So it was a good chunk of time before I could really get back into it. But it was good to 
take some time off and get back. Like now I'm, my mindset's a lot better. I'm in a lot better place. So it was, it was needed. Did you feel like you needed to take this much time off? Like it's been probably around six months or so, maybe more than that. Right. So was it good for you to go back to the training room, develop a little bit more and then return in 2020? Or were you like, Hey man, maybe I should get another fight in before the end of the year. So I, I wanted to fight. Um, like I always want to fight. Um, but that doesn't mean I should have fought. Um, it w- probably wouldn't have been the best thing to have fought. I w- the um, the most re- recent um, that I tried that I was close to getting on was Reality at Mohegan Sun, um, January fourth or sixth. Um, one of my teammates fought on it, and I was I was close. I got all my medicals done and everything, um, um, but I, it was too close. It was hard to get a pro fight for it um, and get the money and the contract and everything set. So I wasn't able to fight then. But I think I think this time was it was perfect. So I feel great. So I think I, I got all I needed for my break. I don't want to wait too much longer. So, so you've been training for a fight since the end of last year then? Uh, yeah. So as soon as I healed, um, like, cause we train all the time. Uh, I don't really, cause I go five days, I go five nights a week, every, every week. Um, so it's, I only take a break to heal up really. Um, so I've probably been doing because then my teammates had fights so i've been in a fight camp camp since probably um december so did, did you focus on any aspect of your game during this time or was was it just you're just going to the classes you're going to the practices you're getting ready for a fight or just staying ready for a fight um we try to always stay ready um there's a lot of things that i like i want to get better all around um always um there's certain things that obviously that um like Cause so when I first started wrestling, I used a lot of my, or when I first started fighting, I used a lot of my wrestling. Um, and I, ha- then when I turned pro, I stopped kind of using it. Um, so I've kind of like, I've abandoned it as a pro, which, um, isn't good. Um, so I've been trying to stay up on my defense, my shots, everything, uh, cage work, clinch, um, just every transitioning, um, positions and on the ground just so that's been a big a huge focus um so other than that um it's just trying to get everything as perfect as as you can you're undefeated in the belter cage you know you're returning after (laughs) almost a year same venue just a different opponent so when you found out hobson gracie jr is going to be your opponent what was your initial reaction to that name I yes, a hun- like a hundred times yes. I would never say no to that fight. Um, um, because I mean I love fighting, so fighting better fighters is a great thing. And having someone who has such a well-renowned name, like people are definitely watching him. So now they're going to be watching me fight him. Um, so this is a fantastic opportunity. Um, and I've seen his fights. He's got great, ga- um, great ground game. Um, so I'm not sleep doubting on doubting that at all. I'm hundred percent ready for that. Um, but I, if I want to be the best one day, then I have to fight the best. And part of that is fighting the best person in each aspect of MMA. And he's one of the best on the ground. So you got to step up to the plate eventually. When you look at Hobson, he, of course, he's like you said, he's great on the ground, but do you feel like he is one dimensional? Um, he definitely prefers the ground. Um, he doesn't seem to want to stand too much, um, but he keeps his hands up. So he, un- he, res- 
he respects and understands that the stand-up is important. Um, he keeps his hands up. He throws kicks. He throws punches. So he doesn't completely abandon that. So I, I would say he heavily is working towards the ground, but I don't think he completely ba- abandons any other part. You come into this fight on a two-fight skid. You know, he he's do you feel like he has a little bit more pressure than you do because he carries that name the gracie name and he's also undefeated yeah he he has a lot more to lose than i do i i don't really have anything to lose in this situation other than the fight which is a lot to me but we're, we both can lose that and he has a lot more on the outside to lose so there's pro- most certainly more pressure on him from outside looking in mentally going into this fight he has a lot to lose you you're going in there. I have nothing to lose. Do you think like, okay, I'm the underdog. Nobody expects me to take him out or even submit him. Can you submit him? That's a big question too, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I'm, I definitely, I would definitely believe I'm looked at as the underdog in this situation with his, um, record and his name and his, his skill set on the ground. Um, cause I was, um, I was put out twice as an amateur, um, which I'm sure he knows, um, so, but the thing is that definitely that being put out reflects my ground game poorly. Um, but I have a hundred percent faith in myself that I could submit them. I mean, am I going to hit him in a go-go plata? No, cause I don't throw those. Um, but if he, if I, something's available, I can take it and I can finish it. So. Yeah. Well, I feel like a lot of guys when they're an amateur, it's a different situation than when they're a professional, the mind state is different. Uh, some guys, they do well in amateurs and they do well in the pros. But then some guys, their amateur career wasn't very good, but their pro career was good and vice versa, right? So mm-hmm. you cannot really go back and look at somebody uh, in their amateur career and, and, and see them as that fighter, right? A hundred percent because it's, it's almost entirely two different sports because you're taking out knees to the head and elbows. Mm-hmm. And it completely changes things, especially on the ground. If you're going for a submission and I crack you with an elbow and I split you open, I, I, that's, I could win the fight right there. So it completely changes everything you have to do. Clinch, stand-up, cage work, everything's different now with elbows. So it's a whole new sport. Yeah, definitely a whole new sport uh, with, with, with just getting punched in the face. And, you know, like yeah. when grapplers go on the ground, they, they want to focus a lot more on the grappling aspect. It seems like even in the MMA fight, they kind of forget about the – the punches and the elbows. Do you feel like that's an advantage for you when you get on top and and rain down elbows and rain down the ground and pound? Certainly, like I I've been throughout my fights, especially as a pro, um, elbows have been like I, that's just something I throw. Um, I I wouldn't say like I can do anything else because um, so I I like I can hit him from every aspect. I do know that he's going to be predominantly in looking for submissions and looking for control. Um, so I am focusing on that. I'm not like, I'm not going in there looking for elbows and elbows only. Like I'm going to play the game as how I always have. I'm going to stick and move. I'm going to, and I'm going to treat it like any other fight. I'm going to be aware that he wants to go to the ground, uh, but I'm not afraid to go to the ground. So do you see this as an opportunity for you to lock down a long-term deal with Bellator by winning this fight by, going in there and finishing Hobson, giving him his first loss? Because it seems like they're promoting him really well and kind of giving him uh, matchups that he can shine in in many ways. Mm-hmm. So um, 
I feel because he I, I don't believe he fought as an amateur, so it makes sense like because this is on the prelim, so it makes sense for him to um like he's working his he's taking his steps up. Um, he's not just diving right in onto a live card with someone looking for a contract because you don't want to bite off more than you can chew because anything can happen and you want to be ready for that. So I don't if um, however I win this fight, um, even if I submitted him, I I don't believe that would open. I would go straight to a contract. Mm-hmm. I believe it would open the door. It pro- possibly get me on a live card, which could then lead to a contract. So it's hard to speculate. It all depends how how it pans out. Where do you want to be sitting at by the end of this year? Do you want to be sitting with a with a long term deal with a major promotion? Do you want to be fighting on a contender series? Is that something that you look at in in the summer? What do you What do you see? Um, I would love for any of those opportunities to open up. Um, I I try not to take long breaks, so I'm hopefully I can get my momentum coming back, fight, 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 and win all of them. Um, and get somewhere because the quicker I get to somewhere, the higher up I get, um, and the better opportunities. Like I can't do it forever, so time is of the essence. Um, so if I can get an opportunity by the end of the year for something much bigger, then I would gladly take it. Well, a win over a Gracie would probably help you, right? It would. It would most certainly get um, a lot more attention towards my way. Yeah. Um, since you are a welterweight fighting in Bellator, I wanted to ask you about Douglas Lima because he's going to step up to middleweight and fight Gegard Mousasi. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that that's a bad stylistic matchup for Lima? Or do you see that? Do you see Lima becoming the next double champ? I I definitely think Lima could do it. Um, Mousasi is a strong dude. He, um, he's not one of the biggest um for his weight class but it's he he hits hard um and he's technical um but lima like he is he is as well so i think lima if he plays the game right especially because he's got good kicks um and if he stays right at range and he throws those kicks i think he can definitely take it so it's going to be interesting nonetheless yeah yeah that's why they're doing it right a lot of interest for that fight um march 13th belter 241 you're gonna protect your home ground in Connecticut, yep. right? You gotta do it. You're doing it against yeah. the Gracie. There's gonna be a lot of eyes on you, and it, you know, I feel like you're you're very comfortable with that. You know, you you want that. You want that attention. And uh, good luck to you, man, on the fight, and good luck to you on the rest of the year. Um, yeah, man, thanks for coming on. Awesome, I appreciate it. Have a good day.